Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. This is Be Beautiful Adaptive Warrior and I'm your host, Angie. It's that time once again to unleash the warrior within you. Are you ready? Then let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm excited for another week here on the podcast. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. We did. Our family was all together. It was fantastic. College boys home and friends over and football all weekend. Our family is a football family, so we are in our season here and we know what every weekend entails. It is literally football (laughs) 24-7. College, NFL, you name it. So, With that, I got back to the grind today and, um, you know, wanted to, to, if you allow me, take you through a journey of um, my story today to kind of get an idea of what makes me tick and what makes me who I am. Um, And I bring this up after having talked to someone at the gym today as I was working out. Um, Someone approached me and she was like, wow, you know, you're really doing great. And, you know, I love those comments. They do fuel me and make me feel great that I, I know I'm on the right path. But in the same respect, why shouldn't I be great? I know that I'm an amputee and I know for a person who's never been around someone. I guess that's how I used to feel too when I would see someone with a disability, quote unquote. Um, But because I don't see it as a disability, I'm always astounded that people think it's cool that I can actually lift weights, especially when I do upper body weights. I'm like, well, yeah, my upper body is fine, you know. But I thought, you know what, I have a great thing I want to talk about with this podcast this week. And for those of you that know me well enough, and you listen long enough, you know that I'm usually inspired and stirred each week by something that leads me to my podcast. And sometimes when there isn't anything, it's really hard for me just to talk. I don't like to just talk. I like to try to inspire you through something that I have gone through. And that way, maybe it will help you if you come across the same situation or something similar. So this time I thought, based on the couple things that happened today and just in general, if you would allow me the moments here today to talk to you about what has transpired over these past, I don't even know how many years it's been now, nine years, um, you can get an idea and maybe it will help you understand your own situation. So, If you don't know anything about me, let's start from the scratch. I am the youngest of five kids, and I um, have three big brothers that were always around. You could pretty much say I was a tomboy growing up. I did every sport, and I loved to beat all the boys when I was in school and grade school and stuff in any sport. Nothing was too hard for me to try, and I would challenge anybody. So right there, you know, I started young um, with me. And then um, met my high school sweetheart, and we have been married since. We've been together since 89 and married since 95. And so we have that 
history and my husband actually met me and watched me play softball in high school, watched me play softball in college. I watched him in his football games. Um, you know, so we have a lot of history. He knows my fight. He knows my drive. He knows I'm stubborn. Um, pig headed, you might say type a personality, never resting constantly on the go. So when 2013 hit and I hurt myself in my karate class, um, that was a big change for me because at that time I was about 41, 42. Anyways, you get the gist. I was in my 40s, early 40s, and actually felt like I was in the best shape of my life. I mean, a post two kids, um, and those were horrible years where I had gained weight on the second child, couldn't get it off and really struggled mentally with that because I had always seen myself as an athlete, as a strong individual, physically strong, um, not knowing yet what my mental strength would be or could be. Um, definitely got that tested in the last few years. But knowing that about me, um, I, I was... Uh, I was in a, rad, a really bad place. We were living in Florida. I didn't have family around. My family was in Illinois. I knew no one. I had a husband who was working a ton of hours to, you know, perform the way he needed to perform to keep his job and to rise up on the ladder. And I had two little ones that I was looking after trying to find friends in a world I didn't know. All that and saying that I was way over my weight, like 30, 40 pounds overweight and feeling really depressed. And so getting out, walking the dogs, walking the kids, doing my thing, trying to be the best parent while I was struggling internally. And then we got the chance to move to Phoenix. And here we've been since like 2008. And you know, been ups and downs, joined a gym, did all that stuff. But really, I was homeschooling. So there wasn't a lot of time for me again. And homeschooled my kids pretty much all through high school, except for senior years, um, where they went full time. And, um, you know, it just became a cycle. And, and if you're a parent, and you're, uh, you're listening to this, you can relate because there's no greater joy than being a parent but there's also no greater sacrifice than being a parent because at that moment you have made a conscious choice, hopefully a conscious choice, to bring something into this world that will demand all your time and attention pretty much for the rest of your life. Yes, they will get married and, and move on and everything, but you can't tell me you're not going to not worry about your kids even when they turn 30, 40, or 50. So, you know, that being said, you know, trying to find time for you is, is hard. And when we don't make time for ourselves, we get into a place that's really kind of can be very depressing and we can feel bad and feel exhausted, no energy for ourselves left over. And, you know, I've been there. I've been there where the only time I had me time was from like 11 to 1, you know, 11 at night to 1 in the morning and then wake up early the next day because kids were up and I was totally drained and exhausted starting out the new day. And it was just a vicious cycle, right? All right, fast forwarding, get into the karate thing and injure myself. But I was yet, I was finally in a good mental space. I was feeling strong. I was feeling healthy. Uh, my brain was being challenged because with karate, you have to learn forms and remember your forms and, and do weapon uh, forms. And there's a lot 
lot to the brain activity, not just the physical, which I loved about it. It was an all-encompassing um, art, I guess you could say, sport. And when I got injured, my goal was I was going to continue. I just was going to have to sit out for a while. Well, obviously that didn't happen. You can tell by me being an amputee that that didn't happen. And the amputee is a, a side effect or the consequence of years after that injury and surgeries not helping. So with that being said, I moved on. And I had to go through five years, or no, three years, excuse me, no, five years of surgeries, a couple of surgeries a year, so to speak. I mean, there was one year I had three in six months, three major surgeries on my knee in six months, and then two back-to-back knee replacement, knee revisions, um, and the knee revision was like a seven and a half hour surgery. So all that, I was in PT literally for seven years, five years, seven years, somewhere around there. And I was literally going three days a week for a majority of that time. Sometimes it was just two days a week while I was homeschooling. And when I wasn't there, I was home with a leg elevated, sometimes on one of those machines that would move your leg because I was struggling with scarring and not being able to move my leg after a certain time frame after surgery, my scarring would just grow rapidly after the first week. And then it was always downhill from there. So I was put on machines. I was put on ice machines. I was, you name it, I did it. So all my time was spent doing those things. Well, I can tell you that I was not in the best shape of my life during those years, but it was a slow methodical gaining of weight, like where you don't really notice it until you notice it, if that makes sense. (laughs) So that's where I had been. And, you know, when it came time to make a decision to amputate, and that is where I was, I elected to amputate because my life pretty much sucked. There was nothing that I loved to do that I could do anymore. I couldn't even walk to our mailbox at the end of the block without excruciating pain. Um, And not to mention the fact that I had no range of motion. I couldn't even straighten my leg. So that means that I was kind of um, hunched over and, and angled wrong when I would walk, which then would start hurting my back and my hips which then went to my neck and there would be all these little things that were starting to hurt. And over time that was going to become a problem. So the more I tried to do, the worse things would get all over. When I finally decided to amputate it was because I had gotten a blood clot coming home from an overseas trip with my family. And the sobering fact is that I didn't even recognize it. I thought it could be it because I'd had one before but it didn't have the same pain as the one I had before. And so I ignored the signs. I thought it was just um, a pulled muscle in my calf because I had I had no range of motion. I thought maybe I overdid it walking around Paris. And yes, I did walk around like for a week in Paris with a, ba- a bad knee and um, just bad posture. So I thought, sure, I just pulled a muscle. But what come to be a blood clot was the most detrimental thing I could have thought of happening. Because right now, 
everybody was getting to do the things they loved to do as a family. The three of them would go off and ski and do things together. I couldn't hike anymore. I couldn't ski. I couldn't even get on a recumbent bike because I couldn't even get around on a recumbent bike all the way around. So my recumbent bike was swing forward, swing back, swing forward, swing back. So that's not even pedaling. Um, I, I, did, I, I literally could do nothing. Getting up and down the stairs was a nightmare. And we had um, two sets of stairs to get up and down from our house, laundry to go down, laundry to go back up. You know, just life was hard. And, you know, I don't know how I kept my frame of mind to be so strong and and mentally strong but um even with all that weight gain this this time around i i think i was so wrapped up in in helping my kids be awesome have awesome lives in school and 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 everything i think that saved me from um pity parties and from really getting down on myself and being thinking about me so my mind was distracted for those years of nothingness you would think they wouldn't be because that's all i was thinking about was my knee but because i was working so hard to figure out the puzzle on why this was happening to me that kept me motivated to keep pushing forward now i say this and 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 some of you've heard this story before but where i'm going with this is when i did finally decide to have my amputation you a lot of you, if you've listened, have heard that I, I had like four months from the time that I set my appointment to the time of the surgery, four months to think about it, to be anxious about it, to cry about it, to be excited about the possibilities, to worry about it going wrong. You name it, every thought went through my head from one end of the spectrum to the other. But in that time, I had gone back to see my old PT um, I only had two PTs in the five years of all those surgeries. And the first one was for two years. The other one was for three years. And then he actually helped me after all that to get ready for my amputation. But the first one was phenomenal. A lot of years of experience really never gave up on me. I mean, when you spend two years with someone, and when I say two years, I literally mean two solid years of going three days a week um, and him seeing me through every surgery fail in the first three to two years. And he had said, have you heard of vision boards? And I'm like, no, I hadn't. And he said, well, you're going to be going through something and you're not sure how it's going to come out. But the best thing you could probably do is dream and have some vision for what you see when you wake from that surgery, what you see your future becoming. And, you know, I'm a firm believer in what we tell ourselves we can achieve. You know, if we can tell our brain what we are thinking and really mean it, we've tricked our brain to believing we can. And when we do that, we find ourselves succeeding. The reason people fail is because they have a negative aspect on life or this never worked before, this never worked before, so this isn't going to work before. Like I never went into any of my surgeries going, well, the other ones didn't work. This isn't going to work. I went in going, okay, you know what? We've tried this. We've tried that. Let's try this. You know, we got we to gotta find something that's going to succeed. Let's do it. And, you know, I always had the hope that this was the surgery that would fix things. Now, you guys know that I have faith and I, I believe uh, in my faith is, that carried me through all this. And I know that God had a greater plan for me. And so he was prepping my heart, my mind, and my body 
to withstand um, emotional, physical trauma of an amputation. And that's where I'm fortunate because I do believe in that. And because I believed in that, I think that did ultimately help me um, embrace it and, and, and I think rock it because I've been really doing everything I can to live the best life that I can. Uh, thus the reason for the podcast, because if I can share a little bit of what goes on in me, that maybe it will help you see what leads to success. So the vision board, I did talk about that almost at one of my very, very beginning podcasts in year one, season one, and I'll show pictures on my website um, of my vision board, but my vision board, I still have, it is now in our new home. I have it right up over there on my other wall so I can see it. I can see all the people and all the dreams and everything that I put on there. And, um, and I'm proud to say that, you know, they, they've helped me get through hard times and I see it every day when I come in here and I get to reminisce of what that board actually stood for. That was the board I created a couple weeks prior to my surgery, maybe even a month before my surgery, probably about a month before my surgery, my amputation. And I, I set out to find pictures. My husband helped me. He found pictures of things that I used to do that I've missed and um, the years that I lost out on doing things with my kids. Sorry, this is emotional for me. Um, I asked my family, my brothers, my sister, to if they would write me something inspirational that I could put on there, whether it was a card or a note card with a verse or a funny thing or um, just a hoorah, you can do this girl, anything. And I got things in the mail from them in Illinois and put those up there. And then I put different quotes that meant something to me, whether they were quotes from the Bible or, or just quotes in general about perseverance and can-do attitude, positive. And then there's pictures of my family and there's pictures of my kids and my husband and all the things that I used to do and when I used to be in awesome shape and, um, and then goals. Um, my girlfriend had challenged me to do the rock and roll marathon here in Arizona that year after my amputation and she said she would be there and do whatever it took to have me do that because she knew me well enough that knew that I was setting goals and so my my all my St. Jude stuff because I did that run for St. Jude and my invitation to do it with my girlfriend is up on there still and everything and so that board means a lot a lot to me and um, even things my mom passed away that same year I had my amputation and so there is a little um, pendant that I made from flowers from her funeral that's up there in the shape of a bird because she loved birds. That is my vision board. That is my dream. All my dreams to realize as an amputee and all my dreams have been realized that are up on that board. So it's, it's not in use board. It just reminds me of where I came from at this point in time. But my point is that I made some dreams and I set those goals up and they were pretty high goals for me, but I know myself that if they aren't big dreams that can stun and wow people like my family or to let people know, wow, she's got this, no worries. And 
to also motivate me to show me I could do it, those those dreams are up there. Skiing, running, walking, hiking. Um, and there's some up there that I, goals I hit that I didn't even realize I was going to do, like surfing for the first time. You know, I never surfed before amputation, and yet I surfed after. And it wasn't even a year after that I got up on a surfboard and realized that the stoke and the ocean are healing um, and real and amazing. And there is a power there, a mana, that is like a no other. And I was hooked immediately. So my, my thoughts to you today are setting dreams, l- learning to dream. You know, I was in a really bad way. Like I had no range of motion. I had done nothing active for five years. I get a blood clot. I choose to amputate. And within six months of my blood clot, I didn't have a leg anymore. And so, you know, six months at that time, gosh, that was the longest time ever from the moment I found out I had a blood clot to the moment I decided which doctor I wanted to have amputate my leg and then get on the schedule and then wait for that date to come, that six months was forever. I can't even tell you how hard those six months were. But in the scheme of things, six months was a really quick time to sit there and say goodbye to a leg I'd always known. It was like death of a friend. It was trying to come to terms with losing something that I've only known I've had and and not knowing how I would react and coming to terms with all that that my life would be different forever it doesn't grow back right (laughs) we're not lizards can't grow it back Um, but dreaming i realized that setting up my goals and and allowing myself to dream big dreams dreams that some people may not dare to dream because they don't want to fail if you're not a, if you're afraid to dream because you think you're setting yourself up for failure, then you've already lost right there. For me, it was no matter what, I will do it. Whatever it takes and whatever it looks like. With skiing, I had no idea what it was going to look like. I know it wasn't going to be with two legs. And it wasn't, and it's so much harder and it still scares me when I first get out on snow with one little ski and trying to balance myself and it takes a lot of upper body strength and my shoulders really get tired but I got to the top of a mountain and I was there with my family for the first time in years and it was it didn't matter I was standing on a ski on the top of a mountain I I dared to dream that and I did it and I dared to dream that I could surf even though I had no idea what it would take to surf. And I went out there and I just did it. Fear of failure, they're going to have fear. It's going to be there. But if we don't dream. Now, to go on smaller scales, because I'm in the gym a lot and I'm constantly trying to get new things and try new things out and finding out where my limits are when it comes to things that I can and cannot do with my socket, my socket is so high up in my hip 
that like it's really hard for me to get on a leg press machine and actually use this leg because I can't pull my knees up, both my knees up that high. So when they're only way out here, you only get a very short leg press momentum um, and movement. And so, you know, I have to figure out where things are at. I tried, <laughs> I try certain things in the gym and I'm like, oh, epic fail. Okay, can't do it that way. So I guess I'm gonna have to rethink that one. And I do do a lot of that thinking when I'm there. How can I do this? I can be working on triceps while I'm thinking, okay, I, I really want to try that machine, but I'm not sure how my leg's going to work in that. And, and I say these things because I know there are people that have, have asked me, you know, that they've told me that they're afraid to go out in public with their leg. They're, they're afraid they're going to make a fool of themselves. They surely would not want to ever go to the gym or do something new that they're not used to because, you know, I get that. I mean, I feel the same way. When I walk into the gym, the first thing I think of is just don't trip. You know, you're doing really good today. <laughs> and I still have those moments where I worry that I will trip and fall and everybody's gonna be like, oh my God, are you okay? And I don't want anybody fussing on me. So, you know, I'm always trying to be very cautious on how I walk and how I do things. I wanna look like I'm strong and I'm in control, standing upright but I do worry about trying something new and then looking like a fool and then having someone come over and be like, yeah, you know that you're doing that wrong or whatever. Cause I do know a lot about the gym, but there are some things that if it's a new um, movement or a new uh, piece of equipment, I, I have to learn just like everybody else. But I know I'm a little bit on the outs because I'm not moving as easily so if I have to get on the ground and get up, it's awkward. My butt's up in the air. It's, it's not pretty. And so when I, when I talk about dreaming, I've had people come up to me. Um, I, I do certain exercises that um, it takes a lot of core strength. And I'm very proud of some of the things that I have learned to do. But I want to tell you that I didn't just start doing them. I had to, to, to dare to dream that I could do them. For one, a BOSU ball, which is the half ball. I flip it up on the ball part and I put my, my one leg on the middle and then I hold my prosthetic up in front of me and I do pistol squats on it. And I'll do three sets of 10. And on the 10th one I hold until my leg is screaming at me and then I have to grab a bar to get off because it's dangerous, right? Like if I fall, I don't have a leg to, to fall on. And people are like, that's awesome. You're so strong. And I will tell them, thank you. But you have to understand that this did not happen here overnight. Like this, I trial and errored in my home right next to something I could hold on to to see if I could even do it. Um, it was ugly at first. I couldn't even do a squat. I mean, that's a lot of pressure on my, my good knee. And so I had to build that up. I did it on carpet versus like the gym floor. And carpet, you know, gives you a little bit more of a, stick to it like feel with your BOSU ball but a floor it moves a lot more and so you build up to it and I say this because you might see other people that have have certain disabilities quote unquote um people see me they see a disability but they show you how they're doing things and I want to be really honest with you there is nothing that I have done that didn't start with me epically failing trying it but I'm dreaming. I'm dreaming because I wanted, I want to show people that you can do it no matter what. 
If you set your mind to something, you really can do it. Don't get me wrong. If you are in a really bad, painful way and you're, you have like spine issues or back issues, you need to be very careful. If you're much, much older, you need to know your body. Don't get me wrong when I say you can do anything, but you can do anything. If you're telling me that you don't have the balance, then you start with baby steps. Dream to do that one day. Stand Even standing on a BOSU ball upside down with both feet. Dream to do that while you're not holding on to anything. That's your dream. But it doesn't start by just doing it. Sometimes you have to start small, and that's getting used to that BOSU ball. I had to work up to that. It didn't happen overnight, and I really could never do three sets of 10 where I actually held the 10th one. I never could have done that before. When I first started, there was no such thing as that. And actually, when I first started doing it, I was doing it at night on my carpet with my leg off. So I didn't have to worry about holding a leg. So that was another step up, like having a leg on and holding it straight up. And I've told you, this thing goes into my hip. So that's that's actually kind of painful going down and having it dive right into my hip. And sometimes it's pinching my skin because it's all the way up there. But when I, when I talk about this, you know, I always, you know, I just let people know when, when they see me do something at the gym, I say, you know what, this has taken a lot of work and I appreciate that, but you know that you could do this too because everybody's like, oh, I wish I could do that. You can, but you have to start small. You take baby steps, but dare to dream. You know, my journey is just little stepping stones. You don't see every step of the way. You know, I'm not going to show you every progression. If you look back at some of my videos, you'll see the very first time I tried to jump rope. That was embarrassing, but I put it out there just to show you that this is what it looks like now. And I'm going to show you what it looks like as I I progress, because that's the only way to be real and to show you that we all have to start by not knowing something and figuring out how to dig our heels in and push forward if that is something we want to accomplish. So when I say you can accomplish anything, you really can. Sometimes it is um, a tweaked version of what you're thinking, like my skiing. But if it is what it is, like when I go hiking and my husband will sometimes take videos from behind of me hiking, and I'm like, oh, I've got the waddle going. It's because we, we hike here and it's rocky. And I'll tell you what, I've only fallen once and it was a bloody mess. <laughs> if I don't pick up my toe on my prosthetic leg high enough to get over some of those rocks, it, they're like icebergs. There's like this much showing, but there's like a, a 40 pound stone rock underneath the dirt that you can't see, even though it's only an inch out of the ground. It's not going anywhere. I'm the one moving. So I've done that and it is disastrous. Um, great scars, great stories, but painful to get. Um, but you know, I never like the way I look because I always want to work on walking and looking normal, quote unquote. Um, let's, when I say normal, and I always say normal is not a real thing, I want to look like I'm walking like me, like when I had two legs. And I know that that's wishful thinking, especially when it comes to something like hiking and you're going over uneven terrain because I'm I'm just hobbling through it sometimes. But 
still, it's a work in progress. Three and a half years later, I'm still working on it. And a lot of that has to do with how my socket feels that day. If my socket feels great and it is on correctly, I feel like I'm walking totally normal. I don't know if I am or not because I don't take videos of myself walking in those situations, but my confidence is high and I can tell. I can also tell when my socket is twisted just a millimeter off and I feel like things are swinging funny and I'm, I don't feel like I'm in control. So, you know, everything's a work in progress all the time. When I, when I talk about dreaming though, I, I really, I, I want you to, to unleash that in you. I want you to see the possibilities. And if you're dealing with pain, there are still possibilities for you to do the things that you want to do you've just got to figure out the way your body is going to accept it. But tell yourself, I'm going to do this. Make a goal, set a vision, make a vision board, right? Get there, put things on there. If you're struggling right now, get started. You know what? No time is better than right now to dream. It doesn't matter how old you are. I, I The lady I was talking to today was about probably 10 years older than me and she was rocking it but she's sitting there going man you are strong you're making me look bad here and she was like really doing great for being you know about 10 years older than me and I'm like I hope I'm still doing it when I'm her age and you know it's it's just a matter of mind mindset and and setting those goals and being driven enough to want to do it but you know I started thinking I think we need to get into our our are set now because the weather's starting to cool off. The holidays are coming, folks. The holidays are coming, which also means that there's going to be parties and lots of food and overeating and drinking. And and if you're not getting into a place where you're going to start finding some rhythm and getting yourself in a healthy place mentally and physically, then you're going to end up feeling like crap by the end of the year. And you're going to start January with those New Year's resolutions. And if you know how I feel about New Year's resolutions, they're, they're here and gone by tomorrow. I have a podcast on that where the New Year's, I don't believe in them. Because those are the people that are at the gym January to February, maybe March, and then they die out. So, you know, whether or not you want to start feeling like going into this, the holidays, the top of your game or whatever, but this is the time, you know, dare to dream, you know, dare to dream. This is your life. You get one shot at it and it's never too late. It's, and you know, age is a number is what I say. So I'm being really cliche here at the end, but you know, dare to dream and age is just a number. And you can do anything you put your mind to, but you just have to have that, that the goals set down. You have to have the, the vision in your head on what, it, what you want to do and how you're going to attack it so that it works for you where you're at now in your life and in your physical state. So when you sit there and you think, I mean, I'm a perfect example of, I knew how to ski with two legs. I had no idea what it was going to be like with one leg and I had to adapt and I had to think it through and I had to figure it out. I had to ask for help. I had to do some research. I watched videos of other people and said, okay, it can be done. 
You know, of course you go out there, if you're trying to figure out if it can be done or not, sometimes it's frightening when you don't see anybody that looks like you doing that. And then once I found all that out, then I realized that whatever could be done all depended now on how I executed and where my goals were. And so I would just challenge you all um, in this call to action to make yourself a vision board with dreams. Put anything that you want to accomplish in your life. Put aside any excuses. Take away those things that have held you back. Um, and understand your situation. I am now able to move on and do a little bit more for myself because I have kids in college. And so my husband working, kids in college, and now I'm getting to do the things that I, I could only have dreamt of after years and years of homeschooling and being at football games and baseball games and doing all those after school activities and things like that. You know, this this is now my time and my visions and my dreams are now shifting a little bit. And that's great. They're fluid. They're supposed to be. So I dare you to get out there and dream. Do not tell me, well, yeah, but I'm 60 or I'm 50. You know, you can go on the internet and Google search a 60-year-old woman who is working out and looking great and you will find them. You'll see a 75-year-old or a 100-year-old who ran a 10K. So those are just excuses. If you want to live your life with excuses, then you're, you're going to live a life that's going to be mediocre. But if you can rise above those excuses and you can start putting down your goals and your dreams for your life, and, and it can be dreams that you're doing together with maybe your spouse or your kids, or it could be your solo dream, but do it. Dream. I mean, my gosh, what's the worst thing that could happen to you dreaming? Yet you might fall on your face on some things. Yeah, maybe, but you tried and you're going to feel much better that you tried and found out you can't than never knowing if you could. So you don't want to you don't want to go through your life with regret that you never actually tried that or did that or accomplished this. So get out there and do it. So your call to action today is I want you to create a vision board. Use whatever it takes. I used a one of those push pin boards. Um, I don't think I have one in my room back here, but the ones on the other side are. But you know, the kind that, that are kind of like nice framed. I mean, I did it nice because I wanted it to be something that would last forever. You could just get a magnetic board and 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 put things up there with tape or little magnets, you know, like a fridge. But I wouldn't suggest doing the fridge, especially because people can mess with it. And then put it in a place that you can enjoy. Mine is hanging. Um, before, I didn't have a place to hang it, but it sat awkwardly right next to my bed on our dresser so that every night and every morning before my surgery, I saw what my dreams were to become. And and the people, the pictures of the people that were there that I knew were going to be 100% behind me through good times and bad, through the tears, the pain, and the successes. They were all going to be there. My brothers, my sisters, my sister-in-laws, my dad, you know, all those people. And my, my kids and my husband who have been my biggest supporters by far. So do it. Get a vision board together. However you want to make it. Put quotes up. Put pictures up. Do Find 
pictures of things on the internet that you want to do or try and envision yourself doing it. And then start writing up your goals, figuring out how you're going to accomplish it. If you need help, DM me. I would be more than happy to help you get that set up. But, you know, that's where I want, want to leave you with is I want you to dare to dream. This, this is the time to start. Today is a day to start. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till Monday. Because you know what? That day will never come. If you kind of push off until, 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 and I am the biggest procrastinator ever because, you know, yeah, there's days that are harder. Some days I'm just totally wiped out. Some days all of a sudden you're like, oh, you got to have, you know, this person has to come to your house to fix this and they have to come to do this and this happens and this happens. And the next thing you know, your day's come and gone. I get that. But if you want to make this a priority, write it out now, put it together now, do it now. And then tell yourself, here's my first step. Today is the day. Even if today starts with positive self-talk and putting down your dreams, then that is a huge step in the right direction. Because once you realize what your dreams are, then you can start to attack it with a process that works for you wherever you're at in your life right now. Whether you're with little kids, high school kids, your empty nesters, or you're on your, your golden ages whatever it is. Yeah, whether you're mentally and physically fit or whether you haven't done anything for 5, 10, 15 years because you were too busy taking care of the house, too busy taking care of your family. I totally get it. Been there too. So let's do this. Let's get this together. Let's get this vision board. Check out my website at www.beawarrior360.com and you'll see pictures for this podcast of my vision board so you have an idea of what mine looks like. Um, not that mine's perfect or anything like that, but at least it gives you some idea. Google search vision boards and see what comes up. You don't know what you might see that might um, trigger something for you that will help you um, manage your own. And here I am. I went over my time that I wanted to go over, but hey, you stuck with me and I'm proud of you. Hope you have a fantastic week. I hope that, um, hey, this week is the first week of, uh, first day of fall is coming up. We've got a couple more days until fall. Actually, when this posts, it'll be uh, the next day. I think Thursday, the 22nd, is the first day of autumn. So happy fall, y'all. And um, as always, be healthy, be happy, be you.